Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown. Bruce McGowan is off today, but I do have two special guests, uh, sports agent Steve Baker, who, you know, you've been on the show so much that you actually could be a regular co-host. I see my bed in the office next door. <laughs> exactly. And uh, another special guest we have is uh, Mike Williamson, who is not only an author, but um, you have a big part to play in youth sports, right? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of represent the 9,999 kids that don't get to, you know, negotiate with Steve here okay. for a pro contract. <laughs> there you go. But eventually they, they will. Not all 9,000. Well, it's great they have that dream. Yeah. But the reality is, you know, they're af- for me, I'm after developing life skills in kids through sports and self-esteem, discipline, all that stuff. And then after they get to a certain point, then they go to Steve. Right. And, yeah, we'll and what do you do right to on. them, Steve? Well, I, you know. I've never negotiated with a kid before. Maybe negotiated <laughs> negotiated for a kid. They're all kids, Steve. They're even... <laughs> I know. It's not true. Aren't they kind of like all kids in a way? I've dealt with plenty of people that aren't kids. Okay, <laughs> plenty. I, I, no, but I mean, uh, no. I mean, the I mean, it's interesting with the athletes because you're dealing with multimillionaires who are just graduated college. So it's a different dynamic than most other. You know, businesses in the world. All right, and when we when we come back, uh, I do want to ask you about how you get involved from the standpoint of you know making suggestions to them besides just their contracts. Okay, all right. Uh, at each commercial break, we're going to ask a trivia question, a sports trivia question. This one's going to be uh, the theme is mom, apple pie, and presidents. It's kind of an interesting uh, combo. You'll understand when we get to the uh, commercial, uh, to the trivia questions. And then you also have a Steve. You also have a trivia question for us, like. The, I have two the, of the all-time great of the all-time great. Was like, okay, I got keep me in suspenders. That's okay. This segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over seven and a half percent, secured by Bay Area real estate. It doesn't get any more conservative than that. You got to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com, and uh, they also have a special website called PrivateMoneyLoans.com that you can register on and. Uh, just buy some of their loans at uh, over seven. Uh, those are over seven percent. I don't think they have anything under six percent. All right, don't touch that dial. Sports Econ One Hundred One will be right back.
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Experience the best Napa Valley has to offer, a perfect combination of wine country serenity and urban hospitality at one of Napa Valley's most luxurious hotels, the River Terrace Inn. Less than an hour's drive from San Francisco and the Bay Area, the River Terrace Inn offers the perfect Napa retreat and is the perfect home base for exploring the wine country in Napa Valley. The River Terrace Inn features luxurious accommodations, personalized services, and a serene riverfront setting. And it's within easy walking distance to various tasting rooms, shopping, and restaurants. Their own Alba restaurant offers riverfront dining and a menu that highlights shareable, seasonal items that feature local products and natural ingredients. The River Terrace Inn is a spectacular setting for wine country vacation getaways. It's also an ideal place to host meetings or special events. For a change of pace, set aside time in your travel plans to experience the charms of wine country at the River Terrace Inn. Book your stay at RiverTerraceInn.com. Whitewater rafting is the ultimate team sport. And since 1972, Mother Load River Center has been running river trips from mild to wild on the American River, California's most popular whitewater rafting destination. The company has taken thousands of happy guests downriver while maintaining the industry's best safety record. Mother Lode River Center is California's original whitewater resort, spanning half a mile of gorgeous riverfront. An ideal choice for birthday parties, family vacations, or an adventurous day out with friends. Mother Lode is the only rafting outfitter with an on-site zip line and high ropes challenge course. Exciting new offerings this season include... The best of the gold country package with whitewater rafting, zip lining, gold panning, overnight accommodations, and meals combined for the ultimate weekend of fun. Book your trip today by calling 530-626-4187 or visit us at malode.com, malode.com. See you on the river. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with uh, special co- special guests, uh, Steve Baker, sports agent, and Mike Williamson, who's not only a real estate uh, broker, but also uh, uh, kind of a youth advocate in sports, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. A lot more fun than real estate. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, about, yeah, I bet it is. I, well, I used to coach girls softball, and that was a lot of fun. So, Steve, uh, being a sports agent, I got a first question I got for you is when you are trying to recruit these kids coming out of college— or in some cases out of preschool if they're really, really good. Um, what do you, what advice do you give them or how involved do you get besides just negotiating the contract? And I'll say, when I say just, I don't mean that it's, you know. You're that saying that what I do is of no significance yeah, to the world. Exactly, okay. yeah. Thank, thank you. No, I'm going to go join Michael Cohn's law firm tomorrow. And, yeah. and, um, <laughs> um, the, uh, <laughs> the, um, 
Such a card. Such the, a card. Yeah. The um, yeah. A very small part of the business is the negotiation contract. I mean, of course, okay. that's the most important part of what I do. I mean, you'd figure that someone would hire me because they think I'm going to do a good job for that. But there's many factors that are involved in, in an athlete's decision um, beyond piling another dollar or another dollar. It's, it's, it's helping with the right location to go, finding the right management structure, finding the right team, um, strategizing what you want to be doing outside of the sport. Um, there's a brief window when someone's a professional athlete where they, or a lot of other opportunities become available to them. And I think part of the, the agent slash lawyer's job is to strategize on what other opportunities there might be for them. Well, when you, when I think about, um, you, when you mentioned about, you know, what team first thing that came to me was when John Elway was, uh, drafted by the Colts and he goes, I'm not playing in Indianapolis. Well, actually he was drafted, I believe by the Baltimore Colts. Um, who, who yeah, I think they moved that year. They moved that year, yeah. But I, I thought that's what he said. I didn't want to play in Indianapolis. But you're uh, right, yeah. I mean, but I knew it was the Colts, though. Right. Um, okay. No, be, having um, skill as a baseball pitcher is a great deal. It gives you an added piece of leverage. Yeah, that's true. That's right, because he was also, wasn't he drafted by? I believe he was drafted by the Yankees. That's right. That's right. I remember that now. Okay. So um, how many of your uh, potential clients I mean, you discuss that with them, like you know, are there like are there teams that you're just unwilling to play for, or just hey, listen, I just want to, I just want to play. I don't care who drafts me. I think that generally players just care about when they start out their career. I just want to go to a place where I'll be happy. And most players are not going to give an edict to a team of where they're going to go. Okay, I mean, obviously um, if, if you're the really first, good, if yeah. you're the first yeah. pick in the draft, and yeah. you have that kind of leverage. I mean, it's happened several times. I mean, Bo Jackson told the Tampa Bay Buccaneers he wasn't going to go play for Tampa, and they drafted him, and he went ahead and uh, played baseball. And then Oakland drafted him the that's following right, year. Yeah. Uh, John Elway gave the ultimatum to uh, gave right, the ultimatum right. to I'll, the Colts. Pitcher, yeah. oh. um, you had um, uh, Carson Palmer gave you um, giving the ultimatum to the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Cincinnati Bengals, okay, we accept your ultimatum. Go sit on your duff at home. And he waited three months until Al Davis died and Hugh Jackson traded for him. Um, You have Kelly Stoffer, who was drafted in the 1987 draft, and he told the Arizona Cardinals uh, he wasn't going to play for them. And he went back into the draft the following year and got traded to Seattle for Kenny Easley. So I wonder how how many uh, players can, you know, let's say they they kind of behind the scenes, they say, listen, you go ahead and draft me, but trade me right away. No, look at this year's draft. I mean, everyone talks about uh, the competition to be the first pick in the draft. I mean, would you rather be Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield? I mean, Sam Darnold, the amount, of, the, the marginal amount he lost by being the third pick versus the first pick will be more than made up being a quarterback in New York. So, I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know it's, it's not beyond comprehension to me that a, that a Josh Rosen or a Sam Darnold called up the Cleveland Browns the week before the draft and said, I'm not going to tell anyone, but don't yeah. take me. I mean, that's, yeah. I don't think that happened, but it's not beyond comprehension that those things happen. But also, now, do you want to be a big fish in a small pond or a small fish in a big pond? Well, if you think about it, strategically, the smartest thing for an athlete to do when he doesn't want to be someplace is to not let anyone know except the team. Because if the team, if it goes public that the team got bullied, then the team can't do that. But if it's privately behind the scenes, I mean, my sense is that to some extent Manning did that with the Chargers. I mean, Manning told the Chargers, don't take me. The Chargers took him anyway. Then he, he was frowning on television. I can't believe the Chargers took me. And totally an hour later, one, yeah. he was traded to, um, for Rivers to New York. So, I mean, th- those things happen all the time. Huh. You want to chime in on here, uh, Mike? 
No, I'm just, just amazed. <laughs> just All insider information here going on. <laughs> I feel like it's me. I feel like I'm in the major league movie yeah, where they. Yeah. Well, tell us what your thought on that. Well, <laughs> yes. Oh, that's why he's the number one color person. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, uh, I finally saw the movie Draft Day. Oh, the Draft Day is a great movie. movie. That's a great movie. I, I mean, I really no, that. I mean, if you think about it. The Baker Mayfield trade this year was some like somewhat Something like draft like day because very few people had him as the number one pick. Yeah. Yet I know a lot of people who felt he was by far the best quarterback in the draft, and clearly the GM of Cleveland in the end went by with his gut um, about this was the guy but, I wanted. Oh, and but I mean I wonder like how much uh, reality is there that all this you know behind? Oh, there's the a, stuff. Oh, it's a tremendous reality. That oh, oh it's it's unbelievable. That's that's uh, I mean I've been through that many times. We have to I mean, well, first of all. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, I mean, I, I've had situations um, – I, I once had the 12th pick in the draft, um, which was obviously an, a great accomplishment for the player. Yeah. It takes four hours before the 12th pick in the draft is drafted because it's four, it's 15 minutes per pick. Yeah. So the time in between and the, the, the strategization is, in, is amazing. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles right now are largely crafted by Howie Roseman, the GM in Philadelphia, is frankly brilliant in trading for Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, I mean – those decisions made on the clock affect teams years from now. Boy, I could I could just imagine the the stress. I I, I don't usually watch uh, the draft on, on TV. I mean, something like that. I'm sure you do, or you're there. You're there actually. But um, I I'm just thinking when you're talking about this, the, the stress that might be going and something. Wait, wait a minute. I I thought these guys were going to take this guy. And uh, no, it's you know, it's it's, yeah. it's well, it, the whole dynamic's amazing. I mean, first of all, everyone judging what people did in the draft is all based on what some correspondent wrote the week before saying someone's the best choice. And, and the thing is, until they prove oh, themselves... I mean, it's, it's, oh, it's a classic example. Work. I mean, look, Alex Smith, Alex Smith, first pick in the draft, and uh, Aaron Rodgers yeah. in the 20s. I mean, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is a is a certain first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Alex Smith's a very good quarterback, but sure, sure. clearly the guy taking second is much more effective. The Baker Mayfield deal this year fascinated me because Baker May- Mayfield's physical tools are compared very much to Drew Brees, who was a second-round draft choice. Um, I think very few people had Baker Mayfield as the number one pick in the draft. On the other side, when I was back at the Combine in February, every single personnel person that I respect the most, I mean, the five or six people that I respect the most, every one of them said that Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback in the draft. So, um, but there's you wonder how much stuff behind the scenes, like the psychological part. I'm thinking about like Ryan Leaf versus Peyton Manning. I mean, that was, and it's funny because I remember when that draft happened, I thought, yeah, Ryan Leaf, Edgar and James versus Ricky Williams. I mean, that's, I mean, I believe, I think they were were the same. Those were the team. I mean, it's, you know, but Ryan Leaf, I mean, there are many, many people had Ryan Leaf going ahead of as a, as a better prospect than Peyton Manning. Yeah, I mean, and I, I thought look, so, too. And, and then, well, the same thing even with, you know, Johnny Manziel. Holy I mean, smokes. Is he going to make a comeback or is he done? <laughs> I think Johnny Manziel will make a comeback. I think um, I'm frankly shocked that Johnny Manziel's not on a team right now just because he is talented. And, and has um, he gotten rid of, I don't want to call it demons, but has he gotten, like, past the I, I, uh, mature? You know, I think the way? kind of demons that Johnny Manziel has probably never go away. Um, mm. You know, those, I mean, but oh. but who knows? I mean, I, but Johnny Manziel is an incredibly talented quarterback. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely, you know, proves on the field. Uh, I mean, what do you think about Colin Kaepernick? Is he going to get picked up? I don't know, but I think there's a good chance he won't. And, I mean, the lesson with Colin Kaepernick is, is that if you're going to take a political stand, which I fully support someone's First Amendment to take a political stand, you better be, be you better be, you better be pretty highly rated. I mean, I, I don't see it as much collusion as is the team saying, 
We don't want to put up with that. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. No, no, I understand. I mean, it's, it's there's just it, it kind of goes beyond too, like what someone might believe. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're the owner of a team, you have to think of camaraderie and just you, you don't want to have a bunch of issues going. You know, camaraderie is not fair because it sounds it seems like most of the players on Colin Kaepernick's team really like Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I think it's just what Colin I'm Kaepernick sure is. I think guy. he's seen as not a good enough quarterback to justify the fallout. Gotcha. I mean, the one that really surprises me more is the safety Reed not being signed from the 49ers. He's a heck of a player. Yeah. And for it to be May and not on a team is amazing to me. Tell you what, we're going to cut to our uh, first trivia question, commercial break. Okay, here we go. Uh, Mom, apple pie, and presidents. You ready? Uh, and if you know the answer, Mike, don't answer until we get back from break because we don't want to be a spoiler here. What U.S. president was born in the same year as the... Cy Young's baseball debut. So you have to go back in time. Say Cy Young um, had his debut in a certain year, and you have to guess which president was born in the same year. All right? So obviously it can't be Obama because he was I would old guess enough. Teddy Roosevelt. Don't guess now, you rascal. I told you. You have to wait. And Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah, Eleanor Roosevelt. All right. Uh, don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 will be right back. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? 
but it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Steve Baker and Mike Williamson. Uh, again, Bruce McGowan is off today, that rascal. First trivia question. What U.S. president was born in the same year as Cy Young's baseball debut? Steve Baker, what's the answer? Well, I've been given it by your friend here. <laughs> but I, I must confess I was confusing my great leaders of wars. I mean, I was thinking oh. Teddy Roosevelt's Spanish-American War, but actually it would probably more likely be Dwight Eisenhower. That is correct. You are so brilliant, <laughs> both of you guys. <laughs> but right. as we discussed, the more significant thing is Cy Young's record of wins is is probably, I think, I, I think the, most, the single totally most unapproachable sports record there is yeah I mean, if, why, why is that though because you if you won 20 games exactly. a year for 20 straight years which would be impossible you're still 111 wins short yeah just make sure you talk right into the mic you you're still 111 <laughs> wins short yeah i mean 511 wins i mean guys just don't pitch enough you know there's too many relief well, pitchers and all this other kind of stuff right. you know you just can't get that many wins so let, let me ask you this question can i give you my great you okay. sure can so i was reading the wall street journal last week and i saw one of the great trivia questions of all time i think for sports? How many, in sports. Wow. How many players in Major League Baseball history have hit a home run on the first pitch pitched to them? How many of them then ultimately made it into Hall of Fame? And how many of them never hit another home run? Okay, so I'll say zero. Zero? Zero from the standpoint of hitting a first pitch home run. Because, like, Will Clark hit If you put a three in front of that, you'd be right. It's 30. So 30 have hit a home run on the first, the first pitch, pitch they pitch. saw. And, there was a giant who and did that. Did not, not too get long into ago, the Hall of Fame. How many of those thirty have not gotten into the Hall of Fame? Oh, oh, I'm, I apologize. I was thinking, how many did get in the Hall of the Fame? The answer is Dwight Eisenhower. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I know. Like uh, um, Will Clark hit his first pitch off of Nolan Ryan for a home run, and if he's Will, not in the Hall of Fame. Right, gotcha. Okay, so we know that at most there's 29 in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I was thinking of how many basically got into the Hall of Fame. Right. But, how many of those thirty made the Hall of Fame? Zero. Correct. Okay, that that was actually. How okay. many of okay. them never hit another home run again? How many play- To uh, me, it's okay. a it's a lesson on life. How many yeah. of the 30, 30 players in history have hit a home run in the first at bat yeah. in the in their career, on um, first pitch? Yeah. First but pitch. how many of them never hit another home run? One. I think Mickey Mantle. No, Mickey Mantle hit a home no, run. No, seven. Number seven. <laughs> oh. So seven players hit a home run on the first pitch and then never hit another yeah. home run. That's amazing. Mickey Mantle's like the universal metaphor. I mean, I remember one time a, a, teach, a teacher of mine in, in college said that his GPA was Mickey Mantle's batting average. And I was thinking, oh, just, up, just below a 3-0. He, he finished at 298. And, and what was it? Okay, wait. His he said his 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 his, his college GPA was just oh was his Mickey, GPA was, it, it, was Mickey Mantle's batting average. Well, my IQ was no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Two ninety eight. Two ninety eight. Yeah, that's that's not minus one ninety eight. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. 
Wait, I told you. I, I've told you before. I had six years of high school. I can do better than that. Um, so, okay. You know what's interesting? I, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went back and, and looked up the, uh, the, the the guy who basically becomes a doctor, if you remember the movie. and it was Moonlight like, Graham. Moonlight Graham, yeah. Because I, I, I knew a lot about old baseball, but I just never followed him. And I looked it up, and sure enough, yeah, it was exactly really? like the movie. He played one inning under John McGraw, and that was it. Wow. Now, that, Field of Dreams is one of the greatest um, sports movies of all time. That's a fun one. I still like Major League. A little bit more of a comedy, but uh, that's okay. Um, in fact, okay, so going back to real stuff here, I was going to ask you about Reuben Foster. Mm-hmm. All right? So here's a guy who gets accused by ex-girlfriend of beating her up. Mm-hmm. And she has the bruises to prove it. Not the bruises to prove that he beat her up. Bruises to prove that she was beat up. Correct, correct, correct. I, I stand corrected. Thank you very much. So then, uh, and the 49ers, if I'm not mistaken, they basically say, hey, if these allegations are true, that's it. His career with us is over. So um, I, at least they didn't automatically get rid of him on the spot because it's just an accusation. Well, now, if I understand the story correctly, it turns out that, like, another girl had beaten up the, the girlfriend. And Reuben Foster was not guilty of this. Yeah, who knows first what else of all, he did? First what, of all, Reuben Foster, Foster wasn't immediately uh, cut because Reuben Foster is a fabulous linebacker. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know, it's that's just that's just a fact. I mean, when when you're that good, you get due process. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, you know. um, the the Reuben Foster story is hard to figure out. I mean, in one sense, obviously, if if he did what he's accused of, that's a horrible thing, sure. and he should lose his career. Um, on the other side, uh, there, there's now evidence that that this woman made up the story. Yeah, uh, but it's interesting that the DA is still bringing charges. Um, really? You know, okay. The, that, the DA has not dropped. It. It. Well, originally, Reuben Foster was also indicted on a gun charge. Oh, that's which right. was dropped. Okay. Um, That's right. and, but again, I mean, you start with that a team is going to give Reuben Foster a long um, cord of, 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 of reasonable doubt because he's, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame caliber talent. Okay. Um, but, you know, obviously if he did what he's accused of, that's terrible yep. and he should never play again. And if he didn't, Shame on the woman well, for it. The, the, I mean, I tell you, the really big part of this, not only obviously for Ruben, but it, what really sours it too is is all the women who really have had issues, you know, with, with guys doing stuff like this. And now there's always now going to be this doubt going on. You know what I mean? Well, it's that's like, that's it, part it, of the problem really, in society. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, I look at I talk about this with my clients all the time. I mean, in one sense. I think it's good for society about the Me Too movement. And yeah, I do. The Harvey agree. Weinstein's, yeah. the Harvey Weinstein's of the world deserve to be put in jail and have the, the key thrown away. Yeah. In my view, mm-hmm. on the other side, it's very easy to accuse someone. I mean, the yeah. allegation in the Reuben Foster case is that the girlfriend threatened that she was going to destroy his career. Yeah, and if that's really the case, then what she did is fraud. Absolutely. So, but she'll probably just get well, a little slap just, on the wrist. Just boils down to the corporate evaluation of an asset versus the bad press. And uh, the DA's uh, opportunity to get a high-profile case to raise his See, stock that's, profile. that's the other thing. Yeah, follow, so follow get, the money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you get a lot of these uh, DA cases where they, you know they, they're looking at their own career and figuring, yeah. There's lots of di- there's lots of different factors. I mean, I uh, I mean, if we want to get more politically insightful, not insightful, uh, 
you know, test the waters on something. I mean, obviously, what the owners are mad at Colin Kaepernick for is far less egregious than what Reuben Foster did. Oh, sure. But Reuben Foster sure. is given much more leeway because Reuben Foster is considered a much better player. I mean, yeah, that's, but, al- but also that's an accusation versus Colin Kaepernick. You could you could well, see well, him I mean, you, that, I mean, you know? I don't think there's any argument that Reuben Foster had the guns. I mean, true. You know, I, again, true. I mean, I think that a lesser athlete. Uh, maybe you're going to throw out the charge, but a lesser athlete, the team would have an issue with that. I mean, and is it just that it wasn't registered? I don't. I didn't know enough about the story about the guns. Like, I think was I've, it registered. Or, I, you, know, you know, I, I, to be honest, I am so anti-gun that whenever mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean, that's one of those issues that and global warming, which I, I just uh, get so upset when I see people uh, defending those rights. I mean, the idea that the the idea that anyone in society. Could, can own an assault weapon is ridiculous you, you, to me. Okay, so I, let's touch a little bit on that because I agree with you. I don't know why anyone would need something that that fires, you know, a thousand rounds a minute. Even if they do need it, it's unacceptable. I mean, I, I, I don't even know how they'd need it. You know, I mean, the idea that the idea that that people think there's a constitutionally protected right to own an Uzi is ridiculous to me. I know. See, I agree with you on that, and the, and I'm not necessarily anti-gun. Uh, in fact, what's interesting though is, and I don't know if you knew this, but um, and, and again, I'm not anti-gun, but I uh, helped uh, in the largest case against a gun manufacturer a $50 million judgment. Uh, I was the expert consultant, uh, but the guy basically it was the old Saturday Night Specials. Wow! And um, the the guy basically got found guilty because he, he could have fixed the problem and didn't. So well, I got involved in the case very, very late in the case, doing forensic accounting and, wow. and tax returns because the guy was hiding assets basically. So the spreadsheets I put together with the attorney um, were placed before the bankruptcy court, and they accepted them. Uh, so they, and then the guy, you know, he went to jail and all that stuff. Uh, but it's kind of interesting because you think people think maybe I'm anti-gun because no, no, I just yeah. took the case on because I took the case. You know, I right. got paid to, to just do accounting. You know, uh, but it's very interesting. You're the that. Michael Cohen of the gun lobby. I yeah, mean. there you go. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm not anti-gun, but I, okay. I do believe. And I, I mean, I'm sure you now have every listener turning off as you're hearing this. But no, I, 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 uh, I, I think it's ridiculous that that uh, that that's no, something I, but, that was formulated in the 1700s. I mean. You know, no one, no, no, no one, one when, when they when they said the right to bear arms and have a militia, the yeah. idea that people said that someone that some crazy crackpot could have an Uzi is ridiculous. Well, not me. only that, but uh, am I allowed to own plutonium? No, right. But but it's there's a, a difference. That, but there's a difference. There's not there's not a, an amendment to the Constitution that gives you a right to own plutonium. There is an amendment to the Constitution that that gives some right to bear arms. I guess uh, plutonium is not an arm. Well, well, the defense is that the gun owners. Are are claiming that the, the guns are there for their safety, for their perfection, protect their freedom, um, but not an Uzi, though. Y- y- I mean, we're using what, what they're missing. Example. The missing is yes, we're being invaded and our freedoms being threatened and taken away every day. But guns aren't going to defend against that. And we can go on a long, long, yeah. a long time about all that. But all right, well, ba- let's get let's, back to sports. <laughs> yeah, back to sports for just a minute here. I mean, the only reason I brought it up is because uh, Reuben Foster was in. Okay, second trivia question. Who lived in the White House when Nolan Ryan pitched his first no-hitter? That's a little bit easier than the uh, Dwight Eisenhower's Cy Young one. All right? Call, or not call, but uh, you can email edward at sportsecon101.com. See if you know the answer to this question. Who lived in the White House when Nolan Ryan pitched his first no-hitter? Now, we were all alive during that time, right? I, would, so should... I can't give you an answer now, right? 
Not yet. Okay. When we get back, don't touch that dial because Sports Econ 101 will be right back. Again, one more time, I'm going to ask this question. Who lived in the White House when Nolan Ryan pitched his first no-hitter? Right? Everyone's nodding their head because they say, no, yes, I, I understand it's, the question. It's, it relates to Dwight Eisenhower, yeah. just, just as <laughs> vice president. <laughs> and what's his cat's name? All right, don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 will be right back. Whitewater rafting is the ultimate team sport. And since 1972, Mother Lode River Center has been running river trips from mild to wild on the American River, California's most popular whitewater rafting destination. The company has taken thousands of happy guests downriver while maintaining the industry's best safety record. Mother Lode River Center is California's original whitewater resort, spanning half a mile of gorgeous riverfront. An ideal choice for birthday parties, family vacations, or an adventurous day out with friends. Motherload is the only rafting outfitter with an on-site zipline and high ropes challenge course. Exciting new offerings this season include the best of the gold country package with whitewater rafting, ziplining, gold panning, overnight accommodations, and meals combined for the ultimate weekend of fun. Book your trip today by calling 530-626-4187. Or visit us at malode.com, malode.com. See you on the river. Experience the best Napa Valley has to offer. A perfect combination of wine country serenity and urban hospitality at one of Napa Valley's most luxurious hotels, the River Terrace Inn. Less than an hour's drive from San Francisco in the Bay Area, the River Terrace Inn offers the perfect Napa retreat and is the perfect home base for exploring the wine country in Napa Valley. The River Terrace Inn features luxurious accommodations, personalized services, and a serene riverfront setting. And it's within easy walking distance to various tasting rooms, shopping, and restaurants. Their own Alba restaurant offers riverfront dining and a menu that highlights shareable, seasonal items that feature local products and natural ingredients. The River Terrace Inn is a spectacular setting for wine country vacation getaways. It's also an ideal place to host meetings or special events. For a change of pace, set aside time in your travel plans to experience the charms of wine country at the River Terrace Inn. Book your stay at RiverTerraceInn.com. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Steve Baker and Mike Williamson. Second trivia question. Who lived in the White House when Nolan Ryan pitched his first no-hitter? Now, you can't say George Washington because there was no White House. It started with John Adams. So start going through the list. When you get to- I, I, would, I, would, I would say it's the uh, 
the one president who should have been impeached that wasn't. I think you are correct. Who is that? Richard Milhouse Nixon. Oh, I am not a crook. <laughs> you don't have Nixon to kick around anymore. That is correct. Very good. Um, I think the next trivia question will be somewhere in between the first two. Not so hard, not so easy. Uh, but you did have another trivia question. You said you had two trivia questions. Three times in history. The A player has won the MVP two years in a row. But when eligible for a Hall of Fame, was not elected into the Hall of Fame. Name yeah. the three players. Okay, so I'm going to guess it's someone. Uh, little, it's an older, like bef- before the fifty. Uh, no, before the sixties. That guess would be incorrect. Okay, <laughs> so are all three of them after 1960? All three of them are after 19. Actually, all three of them are after 1959. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so they run the MVP. Oh, the first Dale, one Dale was, Murphy. The first one, Dale Murphy is the second one. He okay. was in the 80s. Okay. The first uh, one was MVP in 1960 and 1961. Uh, I was going to say, no, it can't be William McCovey because he was 1960. He, he wore number nine. Um, wait a minute. His last World Series was played for the Cardinals. Not, it's Dan Musial. He's in the in, He was in a batting order in 1961, leading the majors in home runs with Mickey Mantle coming in second. Oh, Roger Maris. Okay. Yeah, was he MVP two years in a row? He was MVP in 1960 and 1960. He was MVP the year before he hit wow. 61. Wow, I totally did. I totally had forgotten that. And the last one um, what years? can be seen regularly working out at the Bay Club in San Francisco. Oh. In, 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 no, in Marin. In really? Marin, yes. Um, boy, he know. is the hmm. all-time home run leader. Oh, Barry Bonds, obviously. Yeah, 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 that's right. Duh. Very. That's that's a good one. And he won. Yeah, he won multiple well, years. I mean, but he won two years. The only row, reason though. he's yeah. not in the Hall of Fame is obviously yeah. because of the Scarlet Letter. But I mean, the other two. I mean, you know, generally you think if someone's won MVP two years in a row, they're a lock for the Hall of Fame. See, the thing is, like Dale Murphy is one of those guys who was just quiet. You just never heard. He just went out there and he just played baseball. Right. Um, you know, the interesting thing is like Cal Ripken's kind of like that, but his num- He was just such a good. Shortstop and and third no, I'm, I'm, I was surprised yeah. when I heard Dale Murphy because I, I I mean Dale Murphy was one of the was certainly one of the greats of the eighties. Yeah, but it's interesting because Robin Yount was kind of also very quiet, but I guess his numbers were so good. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about um, uh, Cal Ripken. If I understand it correctly, I heard a story that uh, on his off days he would play basketball like pickup games, and he the thing is he never got hurt. I mean, obviously he's the Iron Man, you know, he has a record. Um, but I think about a, a that's amazing. No, yeah, I mean, I, and, I, and being a shortstop back in back in the day, back base. in the days when I played basketball, I couldn't go two weeks without getting hurt. Exactly. So. And the thing is, also, even if he didn't do that on the side, just the fact of being a shortstop or a third baseman, I mean, those guys are always getting hurt. It's not like a first no. baseman. I think one of I think one of the things that sports fans most underestimate about athletes is is the effect of injury, because I mean, first yeah. of all. Everyone in the NFL by the tenth week of the season is hurt, is too hurt by normal standards. Yeah, and you know that's why I think it's so ridiculous to have Thursday night baseball football games oh, because yeah. the human body doesn't recover that quickly, and you know people just don't realize the effect of injury. I mean, I personally believe we've talked about this before. Yeah. I mean, the Golden State Warriors are are going for their fourth title this year if not for Steph's injury in the second year. Yeah, although yeah. if not for Steph's injury in the second year, maybe they don't have Durant in the third year. So maybe I'm wrong. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's a, you know, that's an interesting analogy. Yeah. And then also Draymond Green getting kicked out uh, for one of the games. You know, Draymond was kicked right. out for Game Five, but yeah. I st- I still believe the big factor 
two years ago was Steph being injured in the first series and and uh, and you know he just wasn't 100 percent and you know I mean he that's a good, the way that's he affects that team is just incredible. Very interesting. Yeah, that's the thing is being being a coach, you really have to kind of manage your players based on injury. You know how much uh, effectiveness they're going to have. You know, like uh, someone like a, a good example is uh, Javel McGee. So he's got asthma, so he can't play. Even if he could play, he can't play all those minutes because he just gets winded. No, I mean, so you have the to... fa- the, the the factor of LeBron playing every second. I remember, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, a, a good example. I remember back in the day, um, clients of mine used to come to my office and play uh, the uh, the the Madden football. Yeah. Okay. And I had one client. And who... by the way, did those guys ever on the on the computer? Did they ever get winded? No, they oh, never got oh, winded. Oh, okay. But 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 I had a client okay. who was a running back who typically gained three and a half yards per carry. And what he'd do is he would play Madden football before I think they had an injury factor in it, and he'd basically run himself every time. And yes, in a normal game, you, you, wouldn't, you, know, you wouldn't do that, but if you gain three and a half yards a carry, you're going to always get a first down, That's- and it's a great way to win. I mean, I, I remember similarly when I when I was a kid, I used to play stratomatic football with my buddies, uh-huh. and and there was a player, there was a fullback on the Minnesota Vikings named D- Dave Osborne, and oh, yeah. same thing. I mean, he gained yeah, three yeah. and a half yards a carry, and you run Dave Osborne every single time. It gets a little boring. I mean, after no, but, a while. but you know, winning winning's a great deodorant. <laughs> winning's a great deodorant. Did you make that up? I did. Wow. Thank okay. You. Well, I'll give you one of my famous sayings that I made up, and that is. Uh, honor is given, but respect is earned. That was isn't, said. Isn't that, uh, that was once said by either Harry Reisner, Harry S. Truman, Dwight Eisenhower, <laughs> or you. <laughs> I will take full credit for that one. And also, uh, courage is not being. You know, when people say, uh, "Man, that guy, he was. He's not afraid of anything. He's got a lot of courage." No, no. To me, courage is when you are afraid. And you overcome it. Because okay. right, if you're not afraid, then what's the big deal? Money is like manure. It's of little use unless it's spread around, allowed, <laughs> allowing little things to grow. <laughs> so, sound like a true philanthropist. That's, that's Horace Vandegelder in, uh, in Hello, Dolly. Money is like manure. It's really? of little use unless it's spread around, allowing little things to grow. By the way, see, you look at Steve being a sports agent, and you wouldn't, under, you wouldn't think that he is like really big into Broadway, right? Uh, is it, is it musicals I'm, and stuff. I can or, sing or, the entire Hamilton cats? on the air, which I will not do to you. <laughs> but they say I, the price of my love is a price that you're willing to pay. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like manure. It's yeah, yeah, spread, around, spread around. Right? Hamilton's like is a little use unless it's spread. You know around. what? I I do want to see that. I understand it's very. good. It's incredible. Oh, it's it's but it's I'm, everything. I ain't paying five thousand dollars a ticket or, well, or for a thousand dollars a ticket. Well, I'll tell you a little secret. Yeah. Um, you can show up in the after the San Francisco production. The last time I was here, you could show up on the day of the show, mm-hmm. and frequently tickets were returned that morning. And I, I've gone there where I've shown up the day of the show yeah. and gotten tickets and seen it that day. And how much are they? Face. What happens is is okay. it, it, people are so scared off by the tickets that, I mean, I, I, I've done that several times, and I've seen it. I mean, I've, I've now seen the show several times. Wow. And uh, um, I mean, it's it's everything people say and more. I mean, it's it's, to me, the most brilliant. Can, can I turn it off when it comes to the rap music part? I don't like well, rap music. The, almost the entire thing is rap music, but uh, but it's it's. I think you'd like it. Really? Okay. Well, I, mean, I, I do. I do like good like Jersey Boys. I, I, Jersey I, I Boys really enjoy. Jersey that. Boys is different than Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the same era? Uh, no, it, no, and 
does does Aaron Burr shoot Hamilton? No, but they <laughs> but they all walk like a man. Or <laughs> <laughs> and they'll talk like a man too. <laughs> all right, um, we have just a few more minutes here, and um, I know Mike, you, you either wanted to ask him questions or you talk a little bit about youth and sports. Well, one thing I just would be thinking of is I think it's great that every kid that plays in sports would just love to sign a contract with Steve and have him represent him. The problem I see is that when the parents buy into it and it's their ambition, their dream Uh. for their kid to sign a contract. And a lot of times the kids don't even want to play. You know, they they burn out. They find something better to do. But the parents are invested $10,000 a year for travel clubs. Oh, yeah. All the time spent. And it's the parents' dream that they get a pro contract or call even college scholarships, and that's one thing I'm working on is trying to get that disconnect recognized so parents can back off and let their kids play, have fun. I mean, if the kids have to sign a contract with a crayon, they're a little too young. To, <laughs> yeah. to do it. Yeah. I mean, there's no question. I mean, sports. Um, there's so many things in our society that sports bring out the best in us, yeah. but it also brings out the worst. I mean, sports really is a mirror of society. And uh, for every parent that uh, that brutalizes their child and lives their dreams through their child, which I've seen many stories mm-hmm. like that, there's also incredibly touching stories of parents that are there helping their children achieve their dreams. And, uh, I mean, you could see that in, in any walk of life where there's the positives and the negatives. Sure. I mean, how many times are, are kids looking to their coaches, uh, if, especially if there's no father figure? I mean, that, that's, they have a, get, get very impressionable. I mean, again, it's, it's it's people don't realize how hard it is to become a professional athlete. I mean, think about it. I mean, fifty percent of the Heisman Trophy winners don't make it in the NFL. So I mean, is that so right? someone who's I mean, so think wow. I mean, so if you think about that, I mean, just someone who's achieved the ultimate, your chances of success are so small. I mean, even fifty percent of the Griffin was the only one who won it two years in a row. Yeah. And he, he was, lasted he, what a couple of years at I mean, Cincinnati Bengals and done. Well, it's a whole different game. Now, so the whole level of play is just needless the bigger, to say, better, the, the, everything is I mean, more. Yeah. We just had an NFL draft. I mean, thirty-two players were taken. I can guarantee you that a third of them will be failures. Um, that we're talking first round in the draft. So when, when no, something's that what, uncertain, and what, what do you do? Let's say you know you've got uh, a client. You you because some you don't take on everybody. Right, because you don't want to waste your time if you really don't think someone's that good. Um, but what do you what do you do when a player just doesn't make it? Like you personally, like when you you know when your client just doesn't make it. What, well, I mean, you... I mean, obviously, hopefully, I'm. I've never had a situation where I've signed a player that didn't make it because I, I mean, you know, I think I've had pretty good judgment on okay. doing enough of my own scouting to get someone. That, I, I guess but, what, I, what I meant was um, like after they've made it and then they just they well, I, hurt. I, or I think it's very, very important when a player's at the apex of his career for him to be thinking five moves ahead. I mean, there's yeah. when you're the star quarterback on a team, people want to know who you are. But 10 years later, they might not. So it's very important while the iron's hot to um, to have some vision of other things you want to get involved with. Has there been talk that Jared Goff might get traded? Did I did I read that? Hear that? I would be shocked. Okay. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe it's just one of those. I mean, well, first of all, Jared Goff. I mean, it, it, it's funny. He's I was now the face of the franchise. No, really. I mean, he's a phenomenal player. I yeah. mean, I I'm I'm good friends with the uh, with one of the top people at Nike, okay. um, who actually was once an intern of mine years ago, huh. and uh, and. I, he, we met. We got together um, last summer, and he asked me what I thought about Jared Goff, and I said, "God, I think he's going to be a superstar." 
And uh, it's been fun every time I've seen him since that he's he said, "Hey, you were right on that one." I mean, Jared Goff's a phenomenal player. Did you see yeah. the? Did Jared Goff actually did something about two weeks ago where he dressed up as a a kid transferring to a junior college and walked on the on the field and 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 spooked the guys and he, pretended he looks he was, young enough. He pretended he was working. He put on a, a like a like like a, a long hairdo. And pretended he was a guy trying to make the team, and and made the other quarterback sick because he saw how good he was. Well, that's funny. So was, he really did it in disguise. Oh, no, he did really it. He, did, he it was like you know undercover boss type of thing. It was very very funny. What, where was that on YouTube? Or just it was on. The, it's on YouTube. Wow, that's pretty good. I got it. And you said it was a junior college. It was at a junior college. Junior college. Okay, so yeah, he just like he's he could kind of you know that's the thing is even when you see movies and they say you know someone's in high school and it turns out they're you know twenty two years old but they look young enough to go ahead and play them and. and yeah. All right. Hey, tell you what. Going to cut to our last commercial break. We're talking mom, apple pie, and presidents. Apple pie meaning baseball, right? Who was the U.S. president during the inaugural season of the American League? That's our trivia question. Email edward at sportsecon101.com. See if you know the answer to this question. Who was the U.S. president during the inaugural season of the American League? All right? Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. I'll be right back with some closing comments. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. 
you only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Steve Baker and Mike Williamson. Can't tell the players without a scorecard. Bruce is off today. That rascal, he'll be back next week. Who was the U.S. president during the inaugural season of the American League? Steve Baker knows the answer to this one. Um, I said William William McKinley, and you are correct. Which I'm happy that I was correct, but I actually was thinking of Grover Cleveland because I figured I'd maximize my odds since he was <laughs> president, president two different twice. times. Which but, actually, but I'll take I'll take the the quick. The, I'm the quick, correct. Yeah. Well, the killer actually, instinct comes out. That, that's it. I mean, I think it was, I think it was 1901, if I'm not mistaken, because a couple of years later, the the first World Series, Boston Pilgrims beating the New York Giants. Um, I just thought know. the I thought the Grover Cleveland would have been a better hedge, but I'm glad. Well, that's that, true, but and that could have been kind of close because I think he was like 1889. So I could. I could and he has the name happening. of a great pitcher. So I mean, I figured. Uh, that, that's right, Grover Cleveland, Alexander, Alexander, Graham Bell. <laughs> All right, so um, we're going to close this one out. Uh, Mike Williamson, thank you. You were awesome today. It was D- a pleasure. <laughs> Next time we'll have to do where we hear more about youth and sports. Steve Baker, as always, a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. Here's our thoughts for the day. When nothing is going right, go left. You like that? And when life hands you lemons, make grape juice. Then sit back and watch as the world wonders how you did it. I like that rather than just typical making lemonade, right? A little bit more of a, not just an optimist, but uh, more of a, well, whatever. I don't know. I, I I look on the internet and I come up with these things. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're not. They're you think out of the box. That, that's I like to think outside the box. Any last comments uh, before we close out there, Steve? They say the price of my love is a price that you're willing to pay. No, Hamilton again. I just... <laughs> <laughs> do, do you do you get into that with the players at all? I have I, I actually a number of my I don't sing to my clients, no, but but, uh, but um, a number of my clients are very into Hamilton. Um, because I mean Hamilton really is they it, they took the genre and turned it upside down. And, okay. you know, so but I mean, yes. do you get do you get them into other like uh, you know just the fact that musicals or, or Broadway or is it specifically I mean, Hamilton? No, I mean I I mean again I yeah yes I all right. <laughs> Tell you what, we got to cut out. Yes, T- yes. Tune in next week to Sports Econ One Hundred and One. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host Edward Brown. We'll see you next week.